narrowly avoided disaster. Russ, the audio guy. <laughs> uh, so I just, you heard me bickering with my four-year-old a little bit ago. Yeah. Uh, you you seemed like there was a history, like a, a history behind the eye rolls that I saw. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't like immediately like slightly annoying and you're like, this kid's the worst. There, there had to be something. So. so what what I had just found was he, he has to sit at the bottom of the steps. That's his timeout place. Mm-hmm. And we don't let him take toys or anything. So he has to try to keep himself busy and entertained with the only thing that's around. And the, o- and the only, no, <laughs> the only thing that's around is the doorstop that's mounted to the hinge on the door and it has plays himself a little tune he has two no no no. it's not that kind it's a solid piece uh that that has a little rubber end so that it doesn't dent the wall Mm -hmm. and a little rubber end so it doesn't dent the door Mm -hmm. so he takes those little rubber ends off and on and off and on and off and on and off and on Mm -hmm. so i'm constantly finding those laying around the house i can't believe we haven't lost him yet i cannot (laughs) believe that we haven't lost him yet. But as I was walking down here, I saw one sitting in front of the door. And I was like, dude, come pick this up. Where is the other one? I don't know. Yes, you do. Because you were the fucking one. <laughs> Nobody else. It's like the most trivial little. Like, I remember finding one at one point. I'm like, what the hell is this? And he's like, I know. I'm like, How do you know? And then he goes and puts it on. And I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, yeah. Those are like the the anti anger. That's like the anti anger device or anti. My hands are full. I need to kick open this door device. Yes, that's and exactly what I it feel is. like. If those rubber pieces aren't on, it's probably just like a protruding yeah, metal piece. Yeah, it would just be a piece of metal. It would actually, that, damage the. Yeah, the, it would be bad. <laughs> it would probably damage the wall or door more than than the doorknob having the door. Yes, stop at absolutely. All. Yeah, Ab- <laughs> you're exactly right. So. I really want them to stay on there, and he's the only motherfucker that messes with them <laughs> ever. And I imagine they've been on and off so many times, they're probably way easier to get on and off now. I should probably just replace the whole thing. Yeah. I'm gonna get like a solid rubber piece or something. Yeah, exactly. Just to make his timeouts less fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's going to be his thing. Like when he's like 40 and like he's having marital problems, or he's just going to like sit, <laughs> sit and like pull the rubber part off of a hinge. So mm-hmm. that's his calm down technique. Yeah. Like you're in trouble. Go think about what you did. Like he got into an argument with his wife and he just has to go like pull the, she's like, why do you keep pulling that rubber piece off? This is my, this is my me time. You never understood me. <laughs> uh, I find myself thinking about that a lot. Like the things that I do, mm-hmm. how I'm going to mess my kids up. Oh. I thought you were trying to like trace it. Like, Here's this weird thing that I do. What fucked me up to make me do that? Oh, yeah. I don't know if I really... I don't know. I think I'd have to go deeper for those things. I guess not having kids, that's where my mind kind of goes. Yeah. I think I'm just more paranoid about what I'm going to do to mess them up. Everything? The answer is always everything. Yeah, it's true. Like, and I find myself, like, being aware, like, I'll be... if, If there's something he doesn't like to do or whatever, then I'll find myself threatening that as a punishment <laughs> which is bad because then that reaffirms that that's a negative thing you know yeah but like you get to the points where uh as a parent you just need like that shortcut to make things happen like mm-hmm. that's how you end up yelling and things like that and yeah. then i feel like a bad parent and you know like i need to make you understand in a very short amount of time that this is not okay right now yes i don't i don't have the, the time to be patient parent 
and describe to you in detail why it's not okay. Or I've already done all of those things. Okay, yeah. And now this is the point where I'm at. And, like, it just, you feel, I don't know. But I think that's all you do. Like, I really feel like if I could just get through these two and then hit the reboot button and start over, I could be an awesome parent. There you go. I think that's why grandparents are traditionally the ones that are, like, they want to go to them and stuff mm-hmm. because they've already had their practice ones. They fucked up their kids and right. now they're doing their redo on their ki- grandkids. Exactly. Because they're like, oh, I've learned so much that it's now going to it's gonna be fun to redo that thing. Yes. And do it right this that time. The thing that I fucked up so bad on you. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Rachel. I'm, it's, I need to do this to your kid just to make sure that I'm not crazy mm-hmm. and, and that, yeah, I understand this now. Yeah. My parents always called me their guinea pig. My mom mostly said that I was the guinea pig, so mm-hmm. she made all the mistakes on me and figured it out for my siblings. Yeah. Wish she was here to ask her how that worked out for her. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, good week? Uh, yeah. I don't know if uh, you could tell. My voice is, depending on your particular ear, uh, probably slightly more or slightly less annoying than usual. I'm like, I have a cold or something that wants to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's been the last few days, it's like just in the back of my throat, with a little bit of phlegm and coughing and stuff. I'm hoping that's all it'll ever be. But it's just like, it wants it wants to roar its head, rear its head. It wants to rear its head and roar. It's a good combination. Yeah. Uh, like a Katy Perry song. So, this week, I, you've been in my backyard, we have like two areas that are like very landscaped Mm -hmm. which isn't my thing this is when we bought the house they were there not my thing at all so like right against the house there's a bunch of rose bushes and stuff and different bushes and flowers that i don't understand and Mm -hmm. it's not my thing (laughs) i don't know the difference between weeds and flowers you know yeah especially this time of the year when they're all just sticks yeah so i spent a day and all i did i pulled every fucking thing up like the people before us had to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars Mm -hmm putting in all these rose bushes and stuff yeah. and I just ripped every fucking thing out and just done just that way. Uh, well, that's like, it's in an area with like stone edging and stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so the other part in back, I'm going to pull the, some of the f- actual flowers up there that I know are flowers, mm-hmm. put them over there. And then I'm just going to put grass seed on the part towards the back. The things that people have told you are flowers. I mean, the things that literally had their tulips. I know cause they have, the flowers coming out of them right now um but i yesterday i started on the back part mm-hmm. and i'm pulling these things up and i grab this big ass bush and i'm heaving it pulling the out by the roots and i'm kind of bear hugging it to get it over by our trash can and break it up and put it in there and then all of a sudden like my body was on fire and not literally but my hands are stinging i'm wearing gloves oh, okay. and my hands are stinging my all the way up my arms, my chest, my neck, my face. Mm -hmm. And what it was, was it was, we've had a burr, you know what a burr is, Mm -hmm. but this, this bush was covered in fucking burrs. And normally it's not a big deal. Like a dog gets on them, you grab it and you throw it away. But this had so many and it had died. It was a dead one that what I think is happening is the individual spikes on the burr. I'm sure I'm not using the right horticultural terms. (laughs) Um, but they were, I felt like they were like embedding themselves in my skin, like a thousands of splinters all over my neck and arms and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and my wife wasn't home at the time. It was just me and my four-year-old. And I called her. I was like, you need to get home as soon as possible. I need to finish this bush and get in the shower because I didn't want to leave it lay out there and have it get in the kids or anything. Yeah. Uh, so I showered forever and then just sat the rest of the night still feeling like they were all over. And then I was convinced that I had obviously, there wasn't anything on me. It was just my reaction. And then like, I was really looking closer today because they were bothering me. And no, at least like on my hands that I can see, I have tiny little beyond tiny splinters for the lack of a better word. So I think where I'm feeling it all over my chest and neck and everything, I still have them all over there. Did you take a cold shower or a hot shower? Uh, I started off with cold because that made it feel better, but then I knew about the pores thing, and then I took a hot shower, and then I took a cold shower, all at the the, same time. I think the hot shower may have screwed you. The hot shower opens up your pores, Yeah, and it accepts the the needles. It's like, come on in. Yeah. So, I was just trying to do anything I could to make it feel better. I knew some of the kids that, uh, the kids, meh, some of the adults that graduated high school with us. Uh, we had a, in town we had, uh, I think they were like a tub surround company or something. They did fiberglass stuff. Yeah. And like, they would describe it, you have, you're you just constantly covering that shit. You come home, you have to take an ice cold shower uh, and wash it all away but, so that it closes up your pores and everything. So you don't get any fiberglass in you. Yeah, it sounded like the worst. It sounds miserable. I'm not going to lie. Uh, because I'm still feeling kind of miserable right meow. But, yeah, it's been my big accomplishment is just killing the hard work of the old people that lived here before me. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else from your week? Uh, ma- the mama cat has been in heat for what seems like ever. It has been like at least two weeks. Is that the code name for your girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Turn my head and cough. Uh and so, because, so, uh, we, she was in heat and had the, she, or she was pregnant, so we brought her into the bedroom to separate her from the other cats, uh, because she was going to have the babies at any time. She had the babies in the bedroom, and so now the bedroom is where they live. Uh, and so. Just the kittens or the mama cat too? The mom and the kittens. Okay. So. Have the, you changed your bed sheets? Yeah. Okay. Just making sure, because you yeah. slept in the wet spot. <laughs> I did. Those <laughs> sheets and stuff, when I got up, were, were washed. Okay. Uh, she, for the the past couple weeks, for some reason, heat to her means, I'm going when Justin's sleeping, I'm going to get up on the bed, and I'm going to shove my vagina in right in his face. <laughs> I was hoping this is where it was going. Oh, I'm so Which happy. Which always leaves me to just oh, shove her ass. God. Oh, send my Send her flying God. across the room. Oh. It's the worst. So. But, but the last couple nights she hasn't done that. And that's one of the most exciting things about my week. Is that because you're the fertile male in the household? I wants you know. to mount her? I, maybe. I don't know. She does. I mean, she does it to marry. She. She like wants Marianne to like rubber butt and stuff, so I don't I don't know I don't know if I exude some sort of pheromone that the cat also likes, but she doesn't give vagina in the face and I give vagina in the face. Yeah, I think that's what's she happening, just gets, bro. Hey, rub my butt, <laughs> and I get here. Have this <laughs> little cat cunnilingus. 
request. <laughs> That's the most vile two words I think I've ever said paired together. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's horrible yeah okay thanks for that it's been awful uh, but the last couple of days hasn't, hasn't happened so uh so this might be a dumb question and asking too much when dogs are in heat they need to like wear a diaper yeah does that need to happen with cats no cats don't cats don't like bleed okay that's much better mm-hmm. like i was oh, yeah i won't even oh, <laughs> oh my god okay you think i do bad with human vaginas <laughs> don't even get me started on animal vaginas it's just menstruation it's fine it's horrible uh speaking of horrible <laughs> uh death game justin what's our synopsis uh, i actually watched these in the wrong order because the first time you presented them you presented death game first yes but then when we actually chose them, you you presented Knock Knock first. Oh, I did. So I watched Knock Knock first. Yeah, that was just for the sole reason of getting your mom to pick that. Yeah. Okay. Because it, se- it was like the reasonable one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I saw her coming from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> so Death Game is about a dude who, it's his 40th birthday, mm-hmm. and his wife and kids are out of town. And uh, two ladies show up on his doorstep, and eventually um, they have a threesome, and then they ruin his life. Good. Overall thoughts on Death Game? Um, it's somehow better than Knock Knock. <laughs> it's the best I can give it. So, the first thing that I'll <laughs> say about, the, the biggest thing that I think about Death Game, and please don't confuse this with a compliment to knock knock is death game is like the movie that you should be me be remaking. Like we don't need to remake these huge movies that everybody already knows. We need to remake these movies that had awesome concepts that were flawed. That's what people need to be remaking because I think this is a solid concept. Really? Yeah. This is just like dude bro nightmare. That's all it is. I don't even know if it's a dude bro thing. Like, like in both of these, they're presented as family men. No, it's it, it's the guy isn't a dude bro. Oh, this is the it, it the whole thing is a dude bro nightmare, where uh, I have fun with my penis, mm-hmm. and then am uh, punished for it with a cue like accusations of rape. Mm-hmm. And then those accusations of rape being leading to blackmail and torture and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so forget about whether you think this agrees with that. Yeah. I think that that's what we need to be focusing on remaking is things that were flawed that had good concepts as sure. opposed to trying to capture, you know, lightning in a bottle twice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so first off with Death Game is the audio on this movie was fantastic, right? <laughs> What was any part of that movie shot with audio on set? Uh, yes. Uh, I know it was fucked up. Like I was reading a little bit about it and like the main actor, everything for him was fucked up and he hated the director at the end of it so much. He refused to come back and do the ADR. So that's not his voice at all. Uh, uh, sounds right. So that makes sense. Um, yeah, it sounds like shit. And I have to assume that's from the originals. It might be a shitty DVD, but like, 
as bad as it is, I feel like that's all from the original. Yeah, and the the wife is all ADR. It's all seemingly ADR. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty rough. Um, we are opening titles. I'm watching the opening titles, and I'm like, I'm kind of digging this. Like, it's got uh, like little kids' drawings, and then it's mm-hmm. got like this uh, this cool song, like that's being kind of subtle because I already know where it's going with this movie. Right. Um, and having seen Knock Knock, um, and I know that it's in the vein, I don't. I got the cool thing of I, I got to realize that Knock Knock was a remake, like five ten minutes into the into this movie. Yeah, actually, like fifteen minutes into this movie because the first five minutes are just pan across San Francisco <laughs> and then opening title music. Yes, um, so this opening song is like talking about uh, it's like little girls singing about their good dad and things. Mm-hmm. So there's very much like this Lolita vibe. Yeah. Little did I know as I'm writing down the complimenting this song that we would hear this song a hundred times in the next hour and a half. Yeah. Holy shit. Do they make me hate that they use this song? Because when I'm watching it at first, I'm like, it's kind of clever. I like this song. It's a little annoying, but that's, you can, it's not a song you'd listen to. It's for the movie. Mm -hmm. But we hear it seven times probably throughout the movie. Yeah. Holy shit. It's either that or uh, weird porno music. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um so we then we moved to uh croquet and adr is my note that I, it's just croquet and adr that's all you need to know yeah. they just stand around and talk for fucking ever while they croquet with adr uh she ends up having to leave because uh the appendix of her son bursts or needs to be removed like that's the emergency yeah. and that's what i don't get why did he why would he not go because it's his birthday i don't know if I remember, he's a father. I remember her leaving and something about, oh, you want to put your appendix in a jar? Oh, well, of course you can. But I I think I missed. Yeah, he gave that. permission to put the appendix yeah. in the jar. Why would he not? Why would you not go? If you were a father, why would you not be going? But later, doesn't he say like the she's doing something and then the kids are like with their grandparents or something? That might be a lie, though, too. Mm, I don't know. He's not there, or he—they're not there. Yeah, he's there by himself. Um, you you forget about the opening the opening shot, where half the the like the it was filmed on the worst film stock or was preserved the worst, where like a third of San Francisco was just black. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. It's like the opening se- sequence of "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Sure. <laughs> Except for the wrong city. Because it's dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so the girls show up. <laughs> yes. Jackson and Debbie? That's when I wrote, fuck, it was a remake. <laughs> what was your experience watching it backwards then? Not knowing that it was a... Re- uh, it was more looking for the things that Knock Knock did better did worse or totally cribbed from okay which i guess is exactly what you would do when you're watching the remake second yeah okay but to be fair i watched knock knock first also not this time Mm -hmm. but in my life yeah i watched chronology of russ yes which means i've watched knock knock twice in my life (laughs) which means i've watched every eli roth movie twice how's that feel fucking sucks like i find myself like (laughs) 
And you've made these people watch all the other Earth movies once. It's just to torture you, and and I think it's going to be worth it until I'm doing it, and then, <laughs> and then I'm you're like, tor- you're torturing yourself, <laughs> and you're torturing our listeners by proxy. <laughs> Uh, it always sounds like a good idea until I have to watch it. I always think it's hilarious until I'm like, fuck, I'm part of this too. That is that is 100% your humor. Like, I've known you since the fourth grade. That has always been your humor is, let me immediately go to what would be the dickiest thing to do. <laughs> but, like, I'm kind of lovable, so you let me get away with it. Yeah, that sounds about right. But I'm right there in the trenches with you. Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, so the girls show up, uh, and they, 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 uh, it's raining. He lets him into the house, tells him it's his birthday at one point. Mm-hmm. And he's, they ask what he got for his birthday and he said nothing new. Yeah. Do you remember her, their response? She responds, laughs heartily and says, <laughs> nothing new. I'll have to remember that one. <laughs> what the fuck? Either these people have never heard a joke in their life. There, I think, I don't. Maybe I'm giving the movie too much credit, but the psychology of that would be they're buttering him up. Like anything that he could have said, they would have mm-hmm. laughed heartily about. Yeah, but I think that's just bad writing. Oh yeah, 100%. like 100. <laughs> the writer thought that that was a good joke. He wrote it and then made one of his characters laugh at his joke. <laughs> it's yeah, not funny. What did you think of the uh, the lighting in like this entire movie? I thought that it was r- the remake hit that exactly right because like the shittiness of knock knock like the digital photography was Mm -hmm. pretty shitty yeah and maybe that was just an homage to death game how every scene is either lit like daytime or pitch black (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah there was obviously not much restoration going on when they press this dvd no (laughs) it's not like uh rawhead rex that got the 4k restoration still can't believe that it's pretty amazing that's the world we live in right now yeah i live in a world where i know what rawhead rex is <laughs> thanks for that you're welcome um so sh- they seduce him mm-hmm. they he goes into uh get them towels yeah comes back and they're in the bathtub mm-hmm. naked and literally cue the porno music yeah it's exactly what happens and then there's just like seven minutes of they can't show too much like obviously they can't at this time it's it seems obvious that they can't like show any thrusting or anything so it's just seven minutes of dissolve like the film dissolves from one shot of skin oh we're being interrupted here hold on uh the best defense is a good offense nice so uh justin my lovely wife thank you thank you i'm not your wife uh has has, uh just delivered justin uh a present justin what have you got there uh i'm very excited these i have some delicious looking oreos Mm -hmm. and uh i just smelled it It kind of smells gross some uh nacho cheese okay uh so this is me working hard to make sure my bet is going well so let me take a picture of this so we get justin dipping his oreo there in the nacho cheese and let's do it justin i'm i've been told that this is good uh that you wouldn't expect it but it is good and so i'm excited here i go 
He's chewing. I'm, I'm getting this on video for everyone, so we'll post this to the website when it comes up. This is me working hard to know it, not being confident that I can lose enough weight, so I just have to make sure Justin doesn't lose weight. <laughs> That's weirdly pretty all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you. All right. Well, that you've works. got a whole little whole little yeah. smorgasbord there for mm-hmm. you, so enjoy that. <laughs> all right. That's enough video. <laughs> um, yeah. So is this playing offense or is this playing defense? Offense would be me trying to lose weight. Defense would be making sure that you don't, right? Um, I don't know. It seems like you're going on the offensive. You I know. Are, that's where I was torn. Like, yeah. I don't know. I can tell you the phrase is the the best defense is a good offense. I, yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to figure out which one that is. Hmm. I guess if you're trying, you're trying to fuck with me, you're going on the offense. Right? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. We should get sports guys on here to talk about this. I love sports. <laughs> it's playoff hockey season. Uh, I'm excited. The Sharks won last night. Yeah, go tied Sharks. It, tied it up too. Mm-hmm. Um, excited for the game tomorrow night. Uh, yeah, I'm really trying to think. So, like golf, right? It's a, it's a, you're playing against other people, but you're also just playing against yourself. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like that's the perfect analogy. Mm-hmm. It's the one sport they don't talk about offense or defense at all. And <laughs> so, but that's also, you're not supposed to fuck with the other player. They're just yeah. supposed to let them do their thing. That's true. They, they're explicitly penalties, but, uh, this is more a ball in play is a ball in play. And if your ball hits that ball, then that ball yeah. gets to fuck off wherever it fucks Yeah, off but to. nobody tries to hit another guy's ball no this and is like when they actually get close enough they, we're playing they take it basketball off. right now is what we're playing that's what i'm doing is playing when basketball. are we gonna watch basketball on this podcast <laughs> that is unironically one of my favorite movies of all time i swear you guys if you rag on me like 13 or 14 <laughs> more times i'm out of here um yeah maybe i can come up with something to <laughs> Something I would say murder ball. No. That sounds like it would fit, but it doesn't fit. I can tell you exactly what what the pairing would be. Okay. Uh basketball for me mm-hmm. and for the podcast, Cannibal the Musical. It's hmm. not a bad idea. Yeah. I haven't seen Cannibal. But that was released. And you can see uh John Heater's first role on film. But it was released by Trauma, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't be our first release by Trauma That's movie. That's true. I do love Monster in the Closet. It, yeah, it, yeah, I do too. <laughs> Begrudging, See, that is begrudgingly the type of bad movie that I want to watch on this podcast. If we're gonna watch a bad movie, yeah. make it Monster in the Closet. Make it Troll Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think of ones we've watched. Uh, make it uh, Return to Frogtown. Yes, no, yes, the first one. Uh, how comes to Frogtown? How, how comes to Frogtown? <laughs> No, no, no. When we first watched that, you yeah, were it like, a, "It was a bad." Movie. I don't know if we can do this, but you but you've grown to love it. Yeah, you've yes. grown to love it. Yes. <laughs> Eli Roth and Robert Zadar combined have made Return <laughs> or have made How Comes a Frog Town a okay in my book. It's pretty awesome. Sinatra cheese kind of stinks. Oh, I tried. I no, I I appreciate it. Ah, <sighs> okay. All right. So uh, they sleep together. 
through a series of dissolves. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then they In wake up and it's breakfast time. Mm-hmm. He's shocked that the girls are still there. Yeah. And they're destroying his kitchen and just making everything that they can, mm-hmm. eating anything that's that's available. Yeah. And uh, he starts off nice. He tries to get rid of them, wants them out of there. Uh, and he... <laughs> My game plan is working. Mm-hmm. I don't even have to lose anymore. I just have to make sure that you don't. I'm going to start delivering you pastries like I work. <laughs> like <laughs> People are going to think you have a secret admirer because you're going to get like baked cookies and everything every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I just had to like work hard for a month and lose some weight and then mm-hmm. just make sure that Windows you don't. Coast, yes, right? exactly. Plateau, it's fine. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, And this is the moment. This, for the next hour... It's basically just them fucking with them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just through a series of things where they are increasingly fucking with him, refusing to leave, and then they give this revelation. What's the revelation? That they were just fucking with them? Like, totally? What are you talking about? That they're only 15 or whatever. They're minors. Oh, okay. Sorry. You're still in the middle of the movie. I thought you skipped all the way to the end. No, 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 no. Sorry. Uh, Yeah. So they're minors, they tell him. Yeah. You just slept with minors, you're going to go to jail. And I was shocked. I don't know if shock's the right word, but we've talked before about like how I don't understand time, mm-hmm. meaning that uh, like I'm like, oh, in the 1920s, they had doors that function exactly the way ours do. <laughs> but I was, they, they were talking about like statutory rape and the laws associated with it and things like that. And I was like, those sound pretty much exactly like what we still have. Yeah. Uh, well, I would have, I thought like in 75 when this movie was made that we would have been way more lenient with that because it wasn't until like the mid nineties that child porn was even really cracked out on at all. I don't know. Uh, I do know we live in the state of Indiana which has one of the best statutory rape laws on the books, which is. <laughs> I, I'm like trying to figure out. Like, well, no, but I'm trying to figure out what best or you mean is. Uh, if you are, uh, I believe, 21 or older and you have in your vehicle someone who is 16 or younger and they have at least one sock off you can be charged with statutory rape hmm yep i'm confident that i have committed statutory rape with my children <laughs> hundreds of times yeah, then yeah that's that's there. absurd no i know but but that's but you know that there was like a a case or something some some something led to that yeah for sure Whether it it was something as innocuous as a pissed off mom where nothing happened, but she swears that it did and all this other stuff. It's a shitty. Protect the children. It's a shitty, complicated thing. Like, it can be. Yeah. There's ones that I don't think we would argue about at all. But Mm -hmm. then you do hear stories about, like, the 18-year-old who's with a 16-year-old and the parents find out and they get mad or, like, that I'm not apologizing for or i'm not making excuse but that could legitimately be a shitty situation for all involved yeah i had a friend who was 22 who was dating a 16 year old 
and I thought it was weird, but if he were 32 and she was 26, that would not be weird. Yeah, but uh, that's the, yeah, I think that's a little weird too. And yeah. if nothing else, it's stupid because he knows oh, that it yeah, could be definitely. problem. So, um, okay. Anyway, but what is not questionable uh, is that these women are claiming that they're right. 15. And he's just turned 40, yeah. and he just slept with both of them. Mm-hmm. You have skipped over the best shot in the movie, though, by okay. the way. Okay, which is? Which is, uh, as the breakfast scene wraps up, there's a shot of a, a ketchup bottle, which is turned over, and a glob of <laughs> yes. ketchup on the kitchen table. Yes. And it lasts, I'm not kidding, for like 45 seconds. That's not an exaggeration. That's just the shot. Static. Yes. 100% static. It's not moving. There's no. There's nothing kinetic on the screen at all. No, but there is like talking in the background. Yeah, the ketchup isn't even coming out because it's one of the old no. school glass bottles. Yeah. So by the time we get to the shot, some has come out onto the table, mm-hmm. but it is no longer. No, we're done. The situation has been has ended. Yes, it's done. Yeah. Um, the, the ladies are the ladies and the dude are are yelling or like talking in the background. For 45 seconds. <laughs> quality, quality film. Uh, so they've got him by the balls. And essentially they blackmail him and say, you can't do anything. You're not going to be able to call the cops because you'll go to jail. Mm-hmm. And you have a family that you supposedly love. Yeah. You have a wife that you say you love. You got to deal with us. Mm-hmm. So uh, he ends up trying to convince him to leave and he offers to drive him around. Drive them wherever they want. Um, where do they go? Uh, where do they go? Some, it wasn't a hotel. It was some building. They named a building. I don't even remember. I didn't either. That's why I asked you. I was hoping <laughs> you were going to fill in those gaps. So you drive around and end up back at the house. Yeah. And they end up tying his ass up and they start to get physical and they start abusing him. Mm-hmm. Um, they're breaking stuff around his house. Right. Um, Jackson is obviously the leader. Donna says that she loves him. Um, she's much more, it, you know, of the good cop, bad cop dynamic. She is definitely the good cop in this scenario. My note here says milk shot cut. Milk shot cut. I'm assuming oh, that this is something. He, so, uh, they're in the bedroom, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have... The worst jump cut in history, mm-hmm. and they're midway down the stairs, dragging him down the stairs. Mm-hmm. They're like in the bedroom, everything's kind of calm, mm-hmm. and then immediately they're dragging him downstairs. And then like he's passed out at the bottom of the stairs, and they like throw tomatoes and flour and shit on him, and then they end. Oh they yeah, dump yeah, milk on him. Yes, so they yeah yeah so they're dumping milk over him, right? Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out if he was supposed to be conscious. Or unconscious? I think he's supposed to be unconscious, but they're throwing flour and stuff. Yeah, on him. so he's grimacing. He <laughs> His whole face is just like nothing can enter any of my holes. <laughs> so I think I would assume he's supposed to be knocked out because he's not fighting or anything. Mm-hmm. But they're they're dumping it from ten Second story, yeah. ten to fifteen feet above him. Mm-hmm. So you have liquid pouring on you. you your face can't help but react. So yeah. he is reacting that whole time, and I was so confused about what I was supposed <laughs> to be seeing. Um, we haven't watched it, but it's always, it bothered me from the time that I was little. Uh, you, have you seen, uh, the it TV series from 1990? The it? No. Okay. 
not the it. I just, it's called the it. They just did the remake, the Pennywise. Oh, the ta- oh yeah, you're talking about the made for TV movie. Yes, two-parter. No, I've not. Okay, so there's one scene where like there's this balloons everywhere. I just hit the mic. Mm-hmm. There's balloons everywhere. Nobody can see them uh, except for a couple people. And one of the balloons, the whole idea is the balloons start popping and they're filled with blood. So there's people like there's well, the one that I remember. There's a woman sitting there reading a book. There's a balloon floating by her that she supposedly can't see. The balloon pops. It sprays blood all over her, and she still doesn't notice. So she's just reading with blood all over her. But mm-hmm. a normal human being can't have a balloon pop right by their head, even if they know it's coming and not react. Yeah. So that's exactly what happens in the movie. She's sitting there, re- <laughs> reacts, yeah. and then you have to pretend like you don't notice that reaction. That's yeah. exactly what's happening here with this milk scene. Yeah. Um, delivery guy shows up mm-hmm. to deliver food. Uh, well, first off, they start the uh, the court. Yeah, they have a trial. Court is in session. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's being accused of being... Two counts of, like, a bunch of shit. Pedophilia and being... Statutory rape and... Yep. Uh, like, m- misconduct and lewd and lascivious behavior and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, then the delivery guy shows up. Yep. Uh, and he sees something fucked up is going on. He hears the dude. He hears. I'm sorry. He yeah. hears. Um, and it doesn't go well for him. He hears them. He, he hears the dude and is like, what's that? And then the girls immediately jump on him. Did you know that there was like a, they had an aquarium coffee table? Nope. I was. They needed to establish that earlier because mm-hmm. I didn't know what the hell they were doing. Maybe it was very prominent in one of those scenes that was lit like it was dark. Maybe. So the. Uh, when I'm watching it, all of a sudden, I'm like, why are they knocking stuff off the coffee table? What is happening? What are they going to do? Mm-hmm. And you realize at a giant top and the bottom of it was an aquarium, so it's filled with water. Yeah. Which probably was super cool in the 70s. Oh, like, yeah. that's the they most had, 70s like, platform thing. platform shoes with goldfish in them. Yeah, that's so. the yeah. most 70s thing ever. Uh, and they drown the dude. Well, they stab him first. Stab him, drown yeah. him. So then later when they show it, it's all full of blood. Um. Which I think is good because up until this point, you could still be feeling like they're just fucking with him. Right. The stakes aren't that high, yeah. really. But they just killed a dude. Yeah. And the, stakes are pretty high. Dude just like, he, this is murder. This is murder. You're murdering him. You're murdering him. The whole time I'm like, dude, he's still breathing. They're like, he's dead. Bubble, 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 bubble. <laughs> no, he, he's still breathing. Um. David Blaine did like that thing. Did you watch that live a few years ago? It was like uh, a decade yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was disappointing. But I remember like the whole thing was like you, as long as he doesn't have any bubbles coming out, he's fine. But then I remember seeing the bubbles and I was like, he's fucked. <laughs> we just stayed up till 10 o'clock at night on a school night to watch this motherfucker die. <laughs> he didn't die. No. Uh, but for 50 minutes, they just talked about it. They just yeah. talked about it. And then 50 minutes or five minutes in he's not gonna do it yeah and he didn't do it i thought he did no he didn't he did do it for it. like 17 minutes he definitely he may have not done it the first time but he definitely did it for like 20 minutes or something maybe he didn't do it for the record that live episode mm-hmm. that i watched i think he later did it do you know how he did it no uh so he there were like weights on the bottom right and so he's like he hyperventilates and he holds his breath and then he goes in and he puts his feet in these weights to hold him at the bottom. And then the whole time there, he's holding his breath. 
But then he goes into like he floats up into like a dead man pose, where he's like uh, his feet are still down, but his body and and stuff are, are floating at the top, and uh, that is the cue for the assistants up top to plug in the hose that is attached to his neck and that he is breathing from. So then he spends the next 15 minutes just breathing normally, basically. And then when he just beats the record, they cut off the uh, the oxygen, they turn off the oxygen, and then he's like, oh shit, I'm not breathing anymore. And then that's when he knows to come up and act like that was the worst thing that ever just happened to him. Hmm. Is that acknowledged or... Uh, not or by him. It would never be acknowledged by him. Well, but that's... I think that's pretty irresponsible if he's actually claiming that he kept his breath held for 20 minutes or whatever. I mean, that's his shtick. Like, he was up over Vegas not eating for, like, a week or a month or something. I don't know. Yeah, but that's not... That's an obvious... I mean, that's... But they snuck him cheeseburgers the whole time. <laughs> oh, did they really? Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah. How did they sneak him cheeseburgers? Wasn't he, like, in a glass cage or something? Mm-hmm. But he was allowed to take bathroom breaks or something, hmm. and that's when he ate. So he's just in there pooing and eating a carrot at the same <laughs> he didn't time? poo in the glass case. They, like, let him out for bathroom breaks or something, and that's when he ate. Oh. That seems pretty obvious that that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I respect that less than I do, like, Penn and Teller, who are like, we are fucking with you. Yeah. Watch us fuck with you. Yeah, David Blaine and Chris Angel are both very much like, this is very, this is very real and all this stuff. Uh, David Blaine has, I think, less so... He's kind of grown past the the big stunt phase of his career and it has embraced magic a little bit more. Um, but yeah, like all the big stunts that they do, they're just like, oh, this is entirely real and it's all bullshit. Yeah, there's no such. Th- ask ask uh, Yuri Geller yeah. if it's real. <laughs> but ask Yuri Geller if you can make a career for forty plus years over it. I guess you can. Yeah, we are Even so after being called out on Johnny Carson. We are so topical. I know, right? <laughs> This is like remember Ernie Geller on the, the the Johnny Carson show when he couldn't divine which which of the things had the water because he said he wasn't feeling very strong tonight. Did you see the documentary about uh, the Amazing Randy? Uh, yeah, the one with his husband or boyfriend or whatever and everything. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's a whole shitty situation. Yeah, I was really kind of I felt bad for him that it felt like. I'm sure his close friends knew or whatever, but that he had to be closeted for so long. Like yeah. he's at the end of his life and his, obviously his career. And now is just the time that he's able to come out. Like, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. And somebody that is and also the shitty legal shit with him and his partner. Yeah. I've had to go through since that time. Yeah. Um, I hate to say it, but we need to keep talking about death game and knock, knock. <laughs> so, uh, so the stakes have been raised. Because they just killed a dude, so of course they're fine killing mm-hmm. our hero, Mustache. Yeah. They tie him up, and uh, he basically has full use of his hands, but just resigns to, to dying. Like, they tie his hands up, but they're in front of him, mm-hmm. and he's got like something around his neck. He could totally just untie that mm-hmm. with his hands that are like on his face, because he's supposed to be distraught. Um. They had just thrown a cat out the window, too. They threw a cat out the window, which comes back to bite him in the ass. Threw a window. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
my four-year-old uh, got handcuffs. They're like the metal kinds. So they're kind of heavy, but they've mm-hmm. got the little safety thing or whatever. Yeah. And he convinced my wife right before you got here to uh, put the handcuffs on him behind his back. And that was fun until the click happened on the second one that was in and he did not like it <laughs> and my wife was like i don't know if i want to let you out <laughs> i was like pretty sure like you were even though it's been like two seconds that's probably been illegal so far <laughs> like, <laughs> like i just imagined like somebody knocking at the door and seeing him in handcuffs with his hands behind his back saying yeah. let me out screaming <laughs> yeah um and they opt not to kill him uh sure they say he has six hours. They bring out an hourglass, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, I'm, I watched the, um, half of Knock Knock and all of Death Game with Marianne, and I was like, they bring it like they obviously found it there. They bring this hourglass and say you have six hours and turn it over, and my I said out loud to Marianne, how do they know that hourglass is six hours? Because they just found it, and mm-hmm. she's like, it's. Probably just an hour because it's an hourglass, you idiot. Yeah. And then they turn it over five more times, and I was like, "Yep, this guy's an idiot." Mm-hmm. Uh, after your mom showed you up last week, I've been thinking about that a lot. She was totally right. That was her mom. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's why because she wasn't using an alias. That was just her name. That was her maiden name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could very well be. Yes, I think it was. We'll get. We have Alfred Hitchcock coming to, on next week, and we'll ask him. I'll have to watch uh, some video essays about it to see if there's details that I missed. That's a good idea. Um, so they don't kill him, right? Yep. And uh, this is my favorite line of the movie. Not being sarcastic at all, mm-hmm. he just keeps asking them, "Why is that funny?" Like, because they're thinking it's hilarious. They, they, the dude thought he was going to kill him. Yeah. They opt not to kill him. Mm-hmm. He's hearing, feeling this relief, but he's also like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why is this funny? Yeah. Why is this funny? And he just keeps asking them that legitimately over and over and over. So, to talk about the ending of this movie, I feel like I need to talk about the ending of Knock Knock also. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, spoiler warning, if you <laughs> like pause in the middle for some weird reason and then go watch the second movie. Uh... Why Knock Knock sucks and why Death Game sucks slightly less, in my opinion, is the ending. Because, again, we get the fucking song. But they're like, they're just dancing in like, you know, ballroom regalia. She's got the suit and uh, top hat and the other one's in like a fancy dress and everything. Mm -hmm. And they're just, like, dancing down the street and everything, you know, like it's nothing. And then an SPCA car (laughs) van comes rolling down the the street and hits them and they die. So why does that that one thing, in my opinion, make this a better movie? It's because it shows that everything that happened in this movie was pointless. From the very beginning to the very ending, that ending cements that this movie was pointless. That it was pointless that they picked him. It was pointless what they did. Everything was very pointless, and that life is pointless. I don't think that the writer or anything, the filmmaker, maybe had enough grasp on that, that that's what they were trying to intend. 
But to me, that's what makes this a better movie is it proves that everything that happened was pointless uh, and therefore life is pointless. Like, everything that happens in life is ultimately pointless. Yeah, they did not look at it that close. No. And it was a terrible shot when they got hit. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> just oh, And then they God just awful. pause in negative. Yes, they pause. And you can see how shitty it is yes. while the credits roll. Yeah, it's bad. And then I don't know, but we probably heard that song again over the end credits. Uh, probably. <laughs> I think it might have been. There should be a soundtrack to this movie, and it's just that 12 times. Yeah. You, like, you look at the back of the CD, and it's just the same Dad, Daddy Loves yeah. Me song. With one uh, What's New Pussycat in the middle. <laughs> just, for, just because. Um, I still stand by the fact that I think that this is a good concept because I think that uh, there is hard press. Like uh, they say it knock knock when they're confronted like nobody's ever turned us down or whatever. And that that is the quintessential male fantasy. Um, and the repercussions of doing that. Um, I think it has a good concept if it was in better hands than it ever has been. Which it never has been. Yeah, that's what I said. Um, fun fact, it's been in three hands. I don't know if you know this. Oh. We watch Knock Knock, which is the second time this movie has been remade. Okay. Uh, it was also remade in the 80s in Spain. Uh the U.S. title is Vicious and Nude. Vicious and Nude? Vicious and Nude. Uh, I attempted to try to find any time this was released or anything. Mm-hmm. Not able to find anything. So I searched for the span. By the way, Vicious and Nude. Google it. <laughs> What's safe search on? Safe search. Uh, so I tried the Spanish version uh, and I did find it online. I could not find anywhere to purchase it, so I watched it on the only available streaming site that I could find, and it was a porn site. <laughs> not joking at all. X-Hamster? Xvideos.com X-Videos. has uh, Vicious and Nude. I don't recall this the Spanish translation. I, I think that's kind of the wave of the future for piracy, mm-hmm. is that they're they're going on like um, X-Hamster and X-Video and Pornhub. Well, not, probably not Pornhub, because that's a little more mainstream. Uh, but like the smaller big sites that kind of don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just, you'll just find movies on there. So uh, it was all in Spanish. I didn't w- sit and watch the hour and a half thing, mm-hmm. but enough to talk about it. I watched it. Uh, all right then. Um, and I, it wasn't what I assumed because it was on a porn site was I assumed that this was a hardcore version of that because this could easily be turned into like a, a a hardcore pornographic movie i mean parts of both of these are um so it totally still could eating be... on mike <laughs> my game plan is working so good mm-hmm. um do you want a spoon for the cheese no i'm good straw uh maybe tortilla chips <laughs> um so uh, that's what i expected i expected penetration and then I expected it to be a lot more uh, S&M, like the torture scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was pretty much the movies that we watched here. I mean, um, Knock Knock is way more graphic than Death Game. Yeah. Um, so uh, in Vicious and Nude, it's the, the main character is an author. Um, and he's out uh, touring his book or whatever. Um, 
the they end up having the threesome. There's the breakfast scene. There's the fucking with him scene. Not knowing Spanish and not watching the whole movie, I was super confused because there's a scene where he like goes to an underground sex dungeon or something. Like he goes seven. I'm sorry. Like the one from seven. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's not involved though. They just go to this random place, go into the basement. And then there's two couples having sex side by side. And then the next scene we get. Could have just been a college dorm. uh, uh, Maybe that was a different video on this porn site that I was watching, which was really hot. Like, I was trying to do other things on the computer as I was watching this, mm-hmm. but there's like an advertisement for penis enlargement yeah. things. So there's just this giant black penis and this dude jerking off in this gif, <laughs> just, just uh, constantly, just the biggest dick you've ever seen. And he's just like, I don't know. grow up, grow up. <laughs> it's only the weeks. biggest dick I've ever seen. It only, only took three weeks. And it's just this huge, like, uh, it was huge, but I kept having to see that, and uh, it was horrible. Um, that's the first time that computer's it been... could have been worse. It could have been a vagina. That's, <laughs> that's the first time that computer's been tainted. Mm. That's the first time that computer's been tainted, and I was like, it's legit. Like, I'm doing this for the Pop podcast. The um, uh, we get our, our threesome scenes. Uh, we get tying up and torturing scenes, and it kind of plays out the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, other than they totally stab and kill him at the end, hmm. and they're driving down this mountain, and then they roll off the mountain. The car tumbles down the mountain and explodes with the two girls in it. Also a better ending than Knock Knock. Um, so it really felt... Like exactly, we have the '70s version of this movie. We've got the '80s version, and then the 2000s versions of this movie. Yeah. Um, but it really fell right in line. I was really, this is going to sound broish to say, I was a little disappointed that it wasn't like a hardcore version because that's what I thought it was. Because at least yeah. it would be different or or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like this was like an unlicensed, un unofficial remake, which was obviously not even knowing the language. Yeah. It was absolutely a remake of this other movie. Um, so. By the way, I'm pretty sure I've seen this porno before. <laughs> Several times. They're usually selling. Are you still talking about the giant in. black penis? Is that what you're <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I had an interstitial here. That Is it novel ideas with Russ. No, but I had an interstitial that I have forgotten. Interstitial isn't it interstitial. I don't think there's a U in it. Uh, yeah, you're right. Interstitial. Interstitial. Yeah. Interstitial. I'll edit that out so I sound smarter. Okay. That sounds good. I'll edit it so that I'll turn it into your voice saying it wrong, mm-hmm. and then I'll add mine in. Uh, you almost didn't put it in so we were speaking through microphones. I don't think you have the audio capabilities of that. How do you know? Maybe this whole podcast has just been an elaborate <laughs> it's, it's been a ruse. ploy to make a... Uh, like a, a voice dictionary of me? Yes, exactly. So that I could be your Siri. Have you heard the Hillary Clinton audiobook excerpts? Uh, so people were freaking out about it, and I listened to a clip, and she sounds totally fucked up. Like, everybody was trying to figure out if she was on drugs. Like, she almost sounds like a robot, but that's actually what it sounds like. The way that I heard it was, you know how you watch videos online, and they 
have celebrities saying random shit and it's just because they cut everything together. That's what it sounded like they did with her audiobook because she doesn't sound like she's talking like a regular human being. It is bizarre. Maybe it is all cut together or maybe like that's just how she thinks that an audiobook should sound. I don't it was you need you should really try to hear that clip and and see what I'm talking about cuz it is cuz she at least feigns personality at most events and things like that. Yeah. So. Um but it was super fucked up, man. I don't know what was going on. Yeah. Um I spent about $200 taking my 4-year-old to see a singing dancing PJ Mask live thing, which is just like a little kids little kids TV show where they sing and dance. Okay. And it was everything that you would think it would be. I got to spend $40 to buy two little stuffed animals and then watch them sing and dance for an hour and a half. Did your four-year-old enjoy it? Yes, he did. That's good. But, yeah. It was... was he in handcuffs the whole time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, We were in the third row. And I don't know if it was because we were close in proximity mm-hmm. or if because we avoided the cheap seats. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad where we were because every, all the kids around us were really good. Like they were still into it. Mm-hmm. But all I could hear behind me, uh, and it's a pretty nice theater. It was at what you would know as the embassy. Mm-hmm. So it's like a nice theater in That's our town. Graduated. Um, and, uh, but it was just so fucking loud with kids screaming and crying behind me. Mm-hmm. And I was so glad that I spent <laughs> like I would have went way more crazy if I was in the shitty seats listening to those kids babble on. They're all uh, Cletus slacked all yokels kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just sounded like an elitist when I was talking about like <laughs> those dumb porins in the back. <laughs> but you also complained about how much money you spent. So, yeah, you know. I balance it out right there. Yeah. That's good. Um, death game, Justin synopsis. <laughs> knock, knock, Justin synopsis. Who's there? I'll edit. <laughs> I'll edit that out too. Sure you will. Uh, it's the same movie. It's the same movie. Overall thoughts. Uh, the little things are way better in this movie. Uh, like, I don't know, lighting and things like that. Uh, I feel like a lot of, like, don't get me wrong. I, <sighs> these, this movie is terrible. Like, I took notes on both of these. Like, oh my God, this is, I I genuinely think these might be the worst movies. They're up there. You say that every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a rough few weeks on the podcast. But... You say that, but that's not true. We just did very yeah, bad things. Well, yeah. And, and cheap thrills. And uh, last week we got to watch good movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a nice change of pace. I hate you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, honestly, these are some of the, like, Eli Roth can't write people and Keanu Reeves can't be not a brooding secret badass. Yeah. If you cast Keanu Reeves as a brooding secret badass, he is going to be the best brooding secret badass you could have possibly cast you cast him in anything else 
he was the wrong choice. Okay, so we open this movie with Keanu Reeves talking to his kids and his family. So so bad. You have Eli Roth, who is a guy that does not have kids, presumably has never seen a child or talked to a child, writing for a guy who doesn't have kids and presumably has never seen or talked to a child. That is not how humans interact with their children. Oh, God, it was so... It was so hard to watch. This movie is terrible. This movie is terrible. (laughs) So you saw that, right? Not having kids. Did you see how awkward it is with him trying to be a monster to the kids? Yeah, it was was horrible. Uh, We've we've skipped over the beginning, which is Eli Roth needed like seven production companies to get this thing made. Yeah. Uh, And apparently a Volvo sponsorship (laughs) because we linger on two volvos in the driveway for quite a while uh and then my next note is uh i'm glad keanu reeves isn't my dad because that was real bad it was horrible and this is after and and, all right you streamed this i watched the blu-ray okay him and his wife wake up and they're bracing themselves for morning sex which is gross um but morning sex is gross yeah you need to shower before you're touching me <laughs> All right, and I'm not you touching you elitist. before I shower. Oh. Um, what is it? Elitist being is the clean? best. No, morning sex is gross. Morning sex is like you don't care. like if you go out and have a nice night and then cap it off with like we dressed up and now we're gonna have sex sex. That's fun, but like you like don't give a shit. Weird smells doesn't matter. Kind of morning no, sex. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, mm. Yeah. I want everything perfumed, <laughs> and I have to be on a bed of lavender and roses <laughs> and feel pretty if you're going to get me to spread my legs, okay? Just take note, ladies. Okay. <laughs> um, but Second anyway, wife, we know you're out there. So she she gets on top of him, and her face is like so soft, focused, and it, yeah. it looks like shit. Yeah. And they're shooting digitally, like- how could you be happy with that as your shot? Did you notice that? Or yeah, was it... because you don't know what she looks like. Yeah, because it's like... She looks sm- like a completely different person when you actually see her, like, in focus. Because right, you, so you don't get, like, a human the, face. I was... All right, I'm glad. We, we watched it in two separate mediums mm-hmm. and on a different television set. We noticed the same thing. So yeah. that is the film. It's not my TV and it's not my Blu-ray. Right. We're on the same page. Shitty, shitty. Um... Okay, so Keanu Reeves interacting with his family. Did you pack your gun? Did you pack your bomb? <laughs> Did you pack your bazooka? Did you pack your chainsaw? What? You didn't pack your chainsaw? Oh my fucking god. That was an actual clip from the movie. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> oh. oh, it's yeah, it's really bad. Like uh, why couldn't this movie been a been about like the kids dying? Cuz that's what I would much rather seen after having to watch that the the family stiffly interact just kill all of them i don't care <laughs> they were all the worst the kids were better actors than keanu reeves was the little girl was fine yeah yeah the boy was kind of shitty yeah the little girl best actor in this whole movie uh i thought the gay helper was fine lewis yeah he was fine he, i have no issues with him he uh, was the best part of green inferno too oh yeah uh <laughs> um uh, he the first line that he says he says the name of the movie. You hear knock mm-hmm. knock. Yep. He comes in. Um 
So wife is an art dealer. Keanu Reeves is an architect engineer of some sort uh, who loves music. They carried that over. Mm -hmm. He has a big record collection. Yeah. Um, And Lewis is her assistant that needs to pack up her art stuff, Mm -hmm. her stupid, pretentious art exhibits. Oh, and then we're going to have a super secret party. Yeah, they really he really thought that joke was hilarious because they drilled it home like four times. You ready for the super secret party? We're going to get all the alcohol for the super secret party. My next note here is, please kill me now. I want to die. It's been eight minutes. <laughs> this movie is awful. Mm-hmm. Do not watch it. <laughs> so, you know what else is funny? This is Eli Roth's best movie. This is what? I said, I think this is Eli Roth's best. Be- oh. I just had a stroke twice trying to say those words. I can't say Eli, Eli- Roth's best movie. Yeah, I can't say that. Twice it wouldn't come out of my <laughs> mouth. <laughs> is Eli Roth's <laughs> Eli Roth's <laughs> uh, Thank you for saying it for me. I couldn't do it. <laughs> uh um, so we progress along the same that we Eli Roth's wife shows up and uh, another girl who's prettier than she is. <laughs> uh, and uh, they th- this I really enjoy. This is genuinely good. And I think it's good directing. I'm being sincere. OK. The like chair hopscotching that they do. I thought that was really good. The piano does that. Yeah. And then they follow. Yes, but yeah. yeah, exactly. I think that that's a good scene. Yeah. He's stilted as an actor, but I think it's well directed. And, and the I, writing is stilted, um, but the blocking is great. Yeah, yeah. So you see how uncomfortable he is. You mm-hmm. see him moving. So they're sitting in. He moves. They make an advance, and he moves again. Yes. So it's a it's a it's a, a horseshoe shaped uh, furniture. Mm-hmm. The, multiple pieces of furniture set up in a horseshoe mm-hmm. and they're kind of following him around as he keeps moving and trying to get away from him. And, and each and time he moves to a new spot, a new spot, they, they get a little closer and like a, they do a little more before he moves. Yes. Um, and here is where we learn that animals are the, I'm sorry, humans are the only animals that practice monogamy. Yeah. It's, com- it's complete bullshit. That's not true. That's not true at all. Here's the thing. This might be unfair. It, I'll even go as far as to say it is unfair. I am sorry, Eli Roth, but I, I like ha- have this thing where I'm attributing everything that a character in one of his movies says to him. So I hear that and I'm like, bullshit, Eli Roth, you're an idiot. That's not true. But there's no reason to think that he didn't know that it. W- we know he's a bad writer, <laughs> and we know he's stupid. <laughs> So you have to just attribute. Everything but that's to him. that's seriously what I did. I was if like, if a good writer wrote that character to say that line, we'd yeah. be like, oh, look, we know that she's dumb because yes, she said this line. Exactly. But I was seriously like, does he know that that's not true? Um, if you remember, also just a couple weeks ago, we talked about Hostel, and we just said that that uh, he uses the word retard and gay. Like Quentin Tarantino uses the N bomb. Yeah, he used the the F bomb, um, the fag bomb. Yes, but we were trying oh, to the way, way, way to put that. <laughs> we were trying to figure out if maybe that was a 2005 thing. Like, is it fair to judge? But this movie was made in 2015, mm-hmm. and he still uses the word retarded multiple times and gay and gayest multiple yeah. times. Uh, have a note here. 
first gay slur comes in reference to a man having sex with a woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Keanu Reeves says, I'm going to call you guys an Uber. And it's the... I, it's, uh, you don't call an Uber. You don't call an Uber. You call a taxi. Mm-hmm. You don't call an Uber. Let um, me get you an Uber. Let me procure you an Uber. All fine verbs. Call is the only one that's completely wrong. What about bake? Sure. Let me bake <laughs> you an Uber. It's fine. Okay. Just checking. Um, I also, this is an example of my disease where I'm attributing everything that happens in this to uh, Eli Roth, is that Keanu Reeves said that he used to be a DJ uh, mm-hmm. and then had like a line about it, like it's mixing a drink. And I was like, I guarantee you Eli Roth thinks he's a DJ and has used that line. <laughs> Fuck you, Eli Roth. Uh, I have no reason to think that's true. That's totally unfair. But I'm just totally just everything that's being said. I'm like, Lewis is a gay assistant to an art critic. Eli Roth is a gay assistant to an artist. Uh, so is Lewis gay? Lewis acted gay. And then they try to get him with his womanly ways. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, no, you're barking up the wrong tree. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, because he's gay. And then he's like, I'm from Oakland. I was like, oh, so he's just like a reformed thug? Is that the character here? Um, yeah, I didn't get the Oakland line. But my, in, it's the next thing he says after you break up the wrong tree. In my uh, fan fiction that I write about, Knock Knock, he's gay. I, I think he should be gay. Yeah. Like, that's a that's a good thing. They, like, they, have, they are one-sided characters, one, like one-dimensional characters. Mm-hmm. They use sex to get things. Yes, and they can't do it with him. Yeah. That's cool. He's their kryptonite. Awesome. But then he's like, I'm from, I'm from Oakland. I can smell of whatever from a mile away. It's like, no, you took away the one thing about him that made him good. Or at least you're downplaying it so that now there's this other thing that isn't their exact foil. Uh, so speaking of seeing it coming from a mile away and taking it away from him, uh, his fucking inhaler that they telegraphed from the very beginning that he was going to have a problem with that something ominous is going to happen because he's pulling his inhaler out I'm dying. as soon as he's introduced. They show that inhaler. Yeah. I just what I'm I have to make a movie just so that I have a dude with an inhaler that it never becomes an issue. Just he has the <laughs> inhaler. He ha- I've never seen that once in a movie. That he has the inhaler, mm-hmm. he has it the whole time, and there's never any problems with his fucking inhaler. Yeah. Just one time. And always, 80s comedies, like kids' movies and stuff, yeah, always. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what they do. They introduce something, and then they pay it off, and then it immediately is stupid. Uh, because, yeah. Like, they're trying to throw his inhaler, and he trips and slides on that. Uh, the fir- like one of the first lines of this movie is like she's like oh you have long hair I want to cut it and he's like you're not cutting my fucking hair <clears throat> so then later the girls uh, get out a bowl and cut his hair right and so he looks ridiculous and then the very next shot they have like done his hair so it doesn't look that bad yeah they give him a really bad haircut and then it d- and then they have done his hair that it d- so that it doesn't look that bad sure. Um, we, so, so I, no consequence whatsoever. No, of course he should look stupid for the rest of the movie. Yeah, he absolutely he should. No, no, he should. Um, Eli Roth must also not have a dog or understand how dogs work because Keanu Reeves has to put the dog 
to bed because it's his bedtime. Yeah. So he sets the dog on the ground and tells him to go to bed. But apparently he closed the door behind him. And the dog goes to bed? That's yeah. not how dogs work. No. What the fuck? Yeah. He's just like, go home, monkey. He's like, hold on, I have to put the dog to bed. He turns it around, sets it down, tells it to go, and it goes off. And then he turns around again. He's like, all right, I'm back from where I said I had to go, which was 180 degrees that way. And then a full 360 to bring it back home. Oh. Uh, I did notice, too. So we kind of follow the same thing. The girls need to, uh, they're in the rain. They need to get their uh, clothes dry. So he ends up giving them a towel. And I realized as a fat guy, like, I realized it again when I was seeing them holding their clothes and I was like, where's the rest of their clothes? Cause there's such little amount of fabric that yeah. they were presenting to him. And I'm like, yeah. that can't be all their oh, clothes. They just handed his underwear to their underwear. <laughs> oh, that's the, everything they were wearing. The morning after I did that, I had another moment. This has happened multiple, multiple times. I'm mm-hmm. sure that I've said this before. Uh, I got clothes out and I did, did, I dug through the hamper to find what I wanted to wear. So I yeah. found my shirt and I found my underwear and I got to the bathroom, showered, got out, and for the 1,000th time, I grabbed one of my wife's shirts instead of a pair of my underwear. <laughs> Good job. That's the life that I live, that my shirts, or her shirts, are in such close size to mm-hmm. the amount of fabric used for my underwear yeah. that I get them confused routinely. <laughs> routinely. I was thinking you were like you would just grab two pairs of underwear. Oh, no. Yeah. Nope. No underwear, just her shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we progress, and uh, he gets seduced again. Again. He doesn't doesn't get seduced, though. They literally, like, he has, he, he's playing the good husband. Now, I'm not, I'm not excusing it. But he literally plays the good husband all the way to they, like, rape him, basically. At the start, at the start, it's definitely rape. I think he then consents. Oh, he does. But at the start, it's rape. Yeah. And so that's how they they got him, is rape. That's cool. Yeah. Like, he was the good guy until they literally started sucking his cock. Yes. But he still made the choice to move from forward from there. I mean, that's definitely. definitely he made that and decision. And then he made the ultimate bad choice. They're fucking in the shower. That's good, right? Because the shower is basically self-cleaning. Mm-hmm. Then they move to the bed. That's that's the bad. That's a bad idea. Mm. She's, she's going to smell that. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. I thought yeah. you were talking about like... You're going to leave behind evidence there. Yeah. I'll have to remember that. Yeah. Um... Same thing. Wakes up in the morning and they're eating breakfast, including out of the dog dish. Yeah, she's eating cereal out of the dog dish. Gross. Yeah. Super gross. Did you notice the girl like gave him his food in the morning? Like she set it down and then she like ran her hands through it. I thought she was going to eat some. And it seemed really weird to me. Like, why would you? I don't I don't want to touch dog or cat or anything i don't want to touch non-people food i don't want to touch most people food oh the little girl to be getting yeah okay yeah i know what you're talking about yeah it's weird yeah i thought she like picked up a couple or something like she picked up two or three and i thought oh like he's the kind of dog that needs to be hand fed and then you lead him over nope that didn't happen 
Yeah, it was awkward. I noticed that uh, as well. Um, Keanu Reeves then proceeds to tell them it's time for them to go. I don't want to go. Yeah, you're going to go. And it keeps going back and forth the exact same way till he takes them, drops them off yep. at what she says is her house. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's when I have the note, sweet Lord, it's only half over. <laughs> I thought I was basically done. Nope. Not even close. No. Uh, they make their way back to him and then they start doing the same thing. They tie him up. They torture him. Cut his hair. So, uh, are Donna in this one, what's her name? It's uh, Genesis and something. Don't know. Not Donna. Uh, so not Donna is wearing his little daughter's, uh, school uniform, mm-hmm. including her panties. Mm-hmm. It's the creepiest fucking thing ever. That being said, in another movie, that could be a really good, like, that concept is great, you know? Um, yeah, I I understand. It's supposed to be creepy. Yeah. She's trying to creep. I'm just saying, objectively, creepy as fuck. Yeah. No, she throws the panties on his face and stuff. And then they're used as his gag throughout the rest yes. of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Genuinely could have been good somewhere yeah. else. Um. So they end up <coughs> working forward. Oh, wait, after uh, Sweet Lord is only half over, uh, my next note is, when does John Wick start? <laughs> that's all I was hoping for. Uh, it doesn't, because this is when you get, <laughs> this is when yeah, you get yelling Keanu, yeah. who can't emote like he's a robot, mm-hmm. and he is trying to be angry. Like, he has a big monologue towards the end where you just see like his, I assume this is part of the, the, the filters they were using or something, but he looks like he has green teeth and notice that. And, uh, he's just can't, he's yelling and, and at them. And it is absurd how bad it is. I, I can't. My note here at this point is this movie is just hard, hard candy, but not good at all. Hard candy. It has a similar premise, except that it's an actual pedophile. Mm-hmm. But the point of that movie is they were both bad people uh, and uh, sometimes sh- like shit can get out of hand and uh, like there is no, I don't know, I was about to say there's no good in the world. <laughs> like it's, it's, a good... it's a very downer movie. Sure. Where our Ellen Page, who's supposed to be our hero because she is fucking over the pedophile turns out to also be a kind of a terrible person herself mm-hmm. and ultimately uh kills him for the wrong reason sure spoiler for hard candy um which is a great movie yeah fantastic i don't know that i ever want to watch it again but it's great i think i made you watch that probably you probably yeah. it was probably a rust recommendation yeah uh but in this movie like just like in hard candy everybody's kind of terrible but just everybody's kind of terrible. That's every for Eli, no reason. That's every Eli Roth movie. Yeah, but just writing douchebags, <laughs> just fucking everybody's a douche. Um, Lewis ends up showing up, mm-hmm. steals inhaler, yeah, falls down, dies. Yeah, and then they try to make a paper mache like death mask mm-hmm. out of him. Mm-hmm. They're just using paper and water. That you, that's not paper mache. That's just gonna make soggy wet paper. Mm-hmm. And then they put him in the back of a van that was 
I, I don't know if that's his van or whatever. Yeah, I think it was his. Because uh, he came to pick yeah, up her statue. But then they say something about uh, a cleaner guy who's really good at, like, cleaning up bodies or something. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, I don't know. It's never brought up or mentioned again. Hmm. It's just this throwaway line when they're throwing him in there. Yeah, I missed that part. It's weird. So we have a trial the same as we did before. This isn't a trial. It's a game show. Game show. I'm sorry. It's a game show. So he has his uh, headphones hooked up, and when he gets something wrong, they play music loud in his ears. And this is when we get Keanu start to yell, and it is god-awful. Yeah. Um, I'm so glad that you agree with me on this because I think you're I, – I like Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. I think if he's super cool. I just think he's genuinely not very good at acting. No. Like human beings. That's um, why you need to write not a human being for him. Yeah, I, that's I'm good with that. That's why he's great as John yes. Wick. That's why he's great as Neo. Yep, I'm good with that. Yeah. So I'm saying that, like, I, I was nervous that you were going to be like, he's got an amazing performance. Because I remember <laughs> listening to Eli Roth. I listened to a uh, a podcast with Eli Roth, and like that's how he sold me on Knock Knock because he was talking about how Keanu's never had a performance like this and everything. He and hasn't. Was, he has never has a role that he had been presented to him that is so not his. No, wheelhouse. it's not him at all. Just completely one hundred percent the exact opposite of what he should be doing yes. as an actor. Um. Yeah, because nobody else was dumb enough to do that but Eli Ross. So I guess he was actually true with what he was saying. Yeah. Was uh, He's never been seen like this. You're right, and there's a reason why. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they end up burying him in the yard up to his neck? They do reveal that uh, they have been stalking him. Yes. Mm-hmm. By talking about the monster. Uh, it so was so The monster was so good we had to talk about it twice. Yeah. It's, do, you, do you remember Liar Liar? Yeah. You remember the claw? Yeah. The claw was awesome. The claw, Jim Carrey felt like he had seen a child before. Yeah. The monster is not awesome. No. Bleh. I agree. Yeah. Uh, ends up buried in the backyard. They tell him they're going to kill him. Yeah. They end up posting a video they made of him having sex to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't kill him and leave him to watch the video. Yeah. On his phone. Mm-hmm. Family shows up. They've destroyed they the house. They take the dog. They take they they talk about how they're doing this for the family and how he is so awful for the family mm-hmm. and that they're doing it for the family. And then they steal the fucking dog. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers. Um, I still think this movie could be remade into a good movie by someone. Like if you take the themes uh, that are presented of of um, male sexuality, the dominance that women can have over them, the idea of the allure of the Lolita thing. Um, just watch Lolita. Stanley Kubrick, so, based on the great novel. Just go watch Lolita. And then you'll see that it's been done in, in, fantastically. Adeptly. Johnny Depp was in it? Okay, so let's talk about the end of these movies again. Yes. So my last note for Knock Knock that I wrote before that. Yes. This movie has no point. Okay. And the difference between this movie has no point and this movie is pointless is like That's the point is that it's pointless, yep. The, it had a point and the point was that it was pointless and this movie had no fucking point. 
It was just a waste of my time. That's what I'm saying. You could take any stance you want if you took a stance. Like if they did say Keanu Reeves was a douche, but you were still on his side, even though he was a douche by cheating on his family. Yeah. Like he, he does a really awful thing, and then you're rooting for him the rest of the movie. You shouldn't you shouldn't be rooting for him. Like, that's what makes Hard Candy great, is you're rooting for Ellen Page the whole time until the end when he the filmmaker yanks that away from you. Mm-hmm. Devil's and Rejects did the exact same thing. <laughs> sure. Why are you laughing? Because I don't think Devil's Rejects is in that echelon, but whatever. <clears throat> we obviously disagree on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, very firmly. The, by the you're talking through your gritted teeth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh but yeah but this movie had no point this movie was pointless it wasn't the movie the point of the movie is pointless it just was pointless the, it was an hour and 40 minutes of my time i will never get back the reason that i love it so much is because you <laughs> hate it so much so in my book it's a big win when we watch good movies mm-hmm. i come in here and i'm like how are we going to talk about this? I made three notes. Mm-hmm. But then we just fucking talk about it and we talk about it forever because it was great. Mm-hmm. These movies, I take a billion notes because I'm so bored. <laughs> I have nothing to do but take notes. I always feel guilty. Like when we started talking about Death Game, I was like, fuck, I don't remember anything. Okay, now I, uh, I got it now. We're good. Um, but we managed to. Yeah. We do it. We did it. Yeah. Good job. Death Thank Game you. or Knock Knock. Or Vicious and Nude. <laughs> Having not seen it, Vicious and Nude. <laughs> uh, Death Game. Just just give me the ending of that movie. That's okay. all I care. Uh, I will say Death Game as well. I think mostly because it just doesn't make me as mad. <laughs> I watched the final half hour at 1.5x because I just wanted it to be over of Death Game. I still got everything. I still had dialogue. And yeah. I mean, I watched one of the versions in I, Spanish and I feel like I got everything. <laughs> I realized, like, why the why don't all he gives me all these shitty movies? Why don't I do this all the fucking time? <laughs> um, well, maybe you can do that next week. Maybe I hope not. You can't do it next week because next week we got a new Cohen over Cohen song coming. Woo! Uh, held your feet to the fire. I'm like Justin. Please, can you maybe ever get that to me? <laughs> Like I said, just give me a deadline, and, and I, and I did cram before. And you're gonna get it done. Yep. So next week, new video. I made a new, new song reminder on my phone because the old one I just this is a real I one. Just stopped. This is a real one this time, right? This one is on all caps. Okay, it's for real. All right, good. For real, real, good. not for play, play. All right. Um, so first movie first next movie. week. Ooh, H.P. Lovecraft. Gordon's best film since Reanimator. Oh, the guy who made Reanimator. Yep, and so that's one of the From Beyond. You saw From Beyond. He oh, made that. Okay. Um, there was there was a movie. We need to talk about From Beyond later. Okay. H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's Dagon or Dagon or I think Dagon, right? Dagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cover is uh, Bat Boy, but with gills. <laughs> Uh, is it Gilman? Did you did you read the uh, the Weekly World News a lot? Uh, I did. There was I a time period. The there was News. definitely a time period where I did, and it was great because you had the swimsuit. 
girl on like yeah, the, the page, page three or page three girl. Yeah. Yeah. Which was great because then I got to see have a swimsuit girl without my parents really knowing that I got the swimsuit yeah, it's girl. Like, no, bat boy, bat boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Swimsuit girl. Yes. Uh, I have no idea what's going on in any of these pictures other than uh, probably obviously this fish, this fish guy. Are we watching this because Shape of Water won uh, best picture? Is that yeah, that's my theme. The fish man. That's movie? my theme. Yep. Uh, it's a fish man. And judging by the amount of teeth, he's probably won't be probably won't be a love story. Okay. Unlike Shape of Water. Okay. So not a love story. Yep. That's, that's what you got. That's my prediction. Not right. a love story. All right. Movie number two. Movie number two. Uh. Hugh Grant. Really? All right. Did you ever think we would have a Hugh Grant movie on this podcast? Um. You know, I thought maybe. We would watch um, Bridge Jones' Baby or something. Okay, but uh, we uh, we got one before that, which is Ken Russell's The Lair of the White Worm, a hoot of a horror film. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so wow, that's a young, young, young Hugh Hugh Grant. Uh, did you just say about hoot again? You just about said hoot again. Just about. Uh, this, this looks like maybe vampires, but she's blue. I don't know. This is, just seems like it's probably going to be like a monster movie. Okay. Maybe like, um, like a Van Helsing kind of ripoff, but, or something like that. Okay. Well, you did well, you didn't describe the cover. What are we looking at? Oh, sorry. Uh, I read all the words. That's all you need, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a shadow of a snake, and there is a, a basket, and instead of a snake coming out of the basket, it's a woman. So it's her shadow, of the, it's a woman, but her shadow is a snake. Okay. So uh, what's this going to be about? She's going to be very charming. Okay. <laughs> Get it? Snake charming? <laughs> <laughs> I think I just said Van Helsing because uh, Hugh Grant looks like he's wearing clothes that Van Helsing might have worn. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to guess that there are monsters and some uh, ravishing young doctor mm-hmm. uh, is the only one who can save everyone from the monsters. Good thought. Which it's, one are you going to prefer? Lair of the White Worm or Dagon? I don't know. This is from beyond and everything. I'm going to I'm gonna go with the, the director I know. Okay. Even though this guy apparently directed Altered States. Uh, and the creator of Dracula? Bram Stoker, based on the Bram Stoker book. Oh, from the director of Altered States and the creator of Dracula. I didn't think though I didn't think that those could be two people. No. Oh, yeah, it's two people. But yeah, that makes sense. Good. I keep hitting the microphone. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Justin, what else you got for us? Just please, no more shitty movies. 